message is called God's Way. And I just, I pray that you would receive what we have today. So um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And uh, you're more than welcome to follow along in your Bibles. Um, for those of you that have the uh, smartphones and you follow along with that, I'm totally great with that. All I ask is that please stay away from the text messaging or the internet to see what else is going on. Football will be on later today, and that's okay because we're here to honor God. So um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. When you get there, I would like to pray. If you would bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for what you do in our lives. I pray that you would help us to receive this message today. Father, that you would open our hearts and our ears that we may receive it and be changed and affected. And Lord, I pray and ask that you would help me to speak this message with simplicity and clarity. Father, that you would give me thoughts and ideas, things that I'd planned on not saying, so the life would be affected and changed. So Lord, we thank you. We give you all the honor in this place and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Proverbs, verses, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 is where we're going to start. These are great scriptures, and these are some of the first scriptures I ever memorized. Um, and they're really good to quote. They're a whole lot harder to live. I don't know if anybody else is that way, but man, they're really easy. They sound good, but man, to live them, that's a whole new world right there. So Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. It's about a choice that we make, that it's not about following what we think God wants us to do, but it's about following what we know God wants us to do. And there's a difference between those two areas. And what I want to talk to you today about is understanding we may not know everything about God today, and that's okay. We just have to follow His way, because His way may not seem right today, but it is right in the end. And what I mean by this is our eyes may look and say, but God, there's a wall there. But God, there's this in front of me. I think I see an answer. But God's saying, just trust me and move forward in this area and watch what happens. Just trust me in these areas. Um, you know, this, this verse, I love it so much because it's not something you pick up just one day and all of a sudden it's finished. It's not an overnight thing that you learn to trust God. It's something that you have to go through day after day. And I want you to understand the key word in this statement. It's not something you learn overnight. It's something that happens day by day. The key word is learn. We have to learn to trust God in everything that we do. And I'm talking for myself, for every one of us. We have to learn to trust Him. When we learn to trust Him, then things start to move forward. But it's a process. It takes time. That's when we learn to take that step forward and growth and everything that comes along with it. Um, as I was preparing for this, I, I like quotes from different people. I, I just Because a lot of times, great minds come up with these, these quotes and you're saying, wow, this is it. And so... As I was preparing for this, I came across a quote written by Bruce Wilkinson, who is the author of a book called Dream, Dream Maker. I was going to call it, say Dream Weaver, but, you know, that's the monkeys, I believe. And so we're going to stay with the Dream Maker. Um, so he wrote this book called Dream Maker, and it is an incredible book. I read this a few years ago, and it, it just floored me with the way that it was written because it is written about an everyday, ordinary person. I think that's his name, is Ordinary. And he goes through this life, and he's challenged to do things and to step forward and, and, and be something he's never been before. And I sit back and as he goes throughout, and I don't want to ruin the story, but, you know, there's great things that come when we just learn 
to do what God has called us to do. There's always a champion that's in our life that's encouraging us to go farther, to go farther than we've ever gone before. But he writes this quote, and he says this, dependence upon God makes heroes of ordinary people like you and me. Dependence upon God makes heroes of ordinary people like you and me. And I sit back and I, I, I hear that, that quote and I think, man, you can become a hero in a person's life just by simply smiling at them, simply helping them out just one day. That doesn't mean that you're a multimillionaire and you come in and you give somebody $100,000 to go buy a house. That's not what I'm talking about being a hero. I'm talking about your everyday, ordinary life, taking an opportunity and saying, God, what can I do today? How can I be used? Putting your dependence upon God makes you a hero in somebody else's life, someone that we can look to. Mother Teresa says this quote, and Mother Teresa is such a great story because she is such, so much just like you and I. I mean, she's not this person that was raised on this crazy life that, that, that uh, you know, was spoon-fed things and given things and all this stuff, but she just, she loved God and she wanted to make a difference. And she asked God, what can I do? And so everything she had, she gave. She gave and she continued to give. And today we, know, we all know who Mother Teresa is. What an incredible heart she had. But she says this. She said, God will never, never, never let us down. If we have faith and put our trust in him, he will always look after us. So we must cleave to Jesus. Our whole life must simply be woven into Jesus. And that's simply what she said. Just trust. First of all, God's never going to put you in a situation that you cannot succeed at. Because you're his child. And that's something we have to understand. With my son, I'm never going to put him up against something he cannot succeed against. Now, in, in his mind, he may think, well, I can't do this. But I understand and I see something in him that can put him even farther. God does the same thing in us. It was, uh, I, I listened to Air One on the radio, and there's a great song out. And in that song, he, the, the author of it, and I can't remember exactly who wrote it, but he, they're doing this uh, little spiel about it, and they're talking about what this song meant to other people. And it was written from a mother to her daughter and about how at 17 years old she had had her, and then when that girl turned 17, she got in a pretty bad car accident. And as the mother was sitting there with the daughter, she said, God will never give us something we cannot handle. And the daughter looked back at her and said, well, God must think pretty big of me. And I sit back and I think, you know what? God thinks pretty big of all of us. Pretty big of all of us because he's given us opportunities that we don't understand how it can happen. But we've just got to trust God that it can happen. Turn to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah back in the Old Testament. If you get to the book of Psalms, go back to the right just a little bit. Isaiah chapter 55. And as always, it'll be right up here on the screen behind me to follow along. But Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, this is out of the New International Version. It says this. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now this is the Lord speaking, and he's saying this simply. Listen, guys, you have your way of doing things, and I have my way of doing them. Your way says to do it this way every single time, but my way may tell you, go this way, do this. 
And it's almost as though he's looking down at the maze and he's telling you turn right and you're saying, no, I've always gone left. Because he sees and knows where the, the, the openings are and where he has you to go to be able to get to the end. God's ways are higher, which means that we need to learn to trust that it's not what we think, but it's about what we read in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that it's trusting in him. It's leaning on him. It's putting my faith in him. It's as I put my faith here. I don't put my faith over here and just hope I'm going to stay standing up, but I put my faith and I lean on God. I heard this illustration and I loved it. And I, I, I told the guy when I heard it, I said, I'm going to borrow that illustration. Eventually it'll become mine. So um, right now I'm borrowing this from somebody. And the next couple times when I share this, it'll become my illustration. So uh, just to give you forewarning. Um, you know, I believe life is a lot like a jigsaw puzzle. How many of you remember doing jigsaw puzzles with your grandparents or your parents? Or you may be the person that does a jigsaw puzzle. I remember going over to my grandma's house. And we had, she always had two tables. You know, it was very traditional. You had the dining room table, then you had the kitchen table in there. Well, our dining, or her dining room table never actually got used for food. It was the jigsaw puzzle table. So every time, there was always jigsaw puzzles that were on there. And, and those puzzles weren't just normal puzzles. You know, they're like the multi-million piece puzzles that are like crazy that nobody wants to do. That's what my grandma would do. So these puzzles would take weeks upon weeks upon weeks to do. And we used to take those, the, the box and, you know, we'd kind of put it up there so you could see the picture and the picture's right here and you can see where to go and you put all the pieces together and everybody remembers how to, you know, do those things. Well, life's very similar to that, except the difference is you can't, you have an idea of what the picture looks like, but you can't see it. And God has all the pieces and he's handing you one piece at a time and telling you exactly where to put it. So it looks like this, that God hands you a piece and he says, put that right there. And so in the beginning, you don't know any better, so you just say, okay, so you put it there. And then God hands you another piece, and you put it right next to it. And he says, okay, here's another piece. I want you to put it over here. And so you put it over there, and eventually you start to build this thing. And it starts to come together, and you start to look at it more and more, and all of a sudden, the picture starts to resemble, and you start to see things that you recognize. The problem is, at that point, what we typically like to do is God hands us another piece, and he says, put that right here. And we look at the piece and we say, well, hold on, God, I think you missed that one. You've done really well on everything else. But at that point right there, I don't think this piece goes, I think this piece goes over here. So we take the piece and we come and we put it right over there. We fit it to where we think it's supposed to fit. And we realize that it's not going to fit. So what do we do? We smack it in there and force something to happen. And then all of a sudden, God hands us another piece. And we're handing it, we're holding it, and he's saying, okay, but you've got to put this piece here. We take that piece and we go, God, you missed it again. You missed it again. It's supposed to be over here. So we take it, we find where we want it to be, we put it in that spot, and we force it back in. And we continue to do these things until eventually something comes out, and we're like, God, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even look right. And we only get half the puzzle done or half the picture that God really wants us or half the dream that God really wants us to have because we've taken things back over instead of realizing we may think it goes here, but God is telling us it goes over here. We'll just trust God to continue to show us the picture. It'll all come together in the end. But we've got to put our ways and our trust in God. We cannot continue to do what we want. We've got to do what God has called us to do and do those things wholeheartedly, faithfully looking to God. It's a process of learning to trust God. We need to trust God that he knows what he's doing. And I think that's a key statement for most of us. How many times have you ever been in a car 
and you've wondered if the driver has a clue, first of all, how to drive. Second part, do they have any idea where they're going? There have been many times I've had to do that and just say, okay, well, I've got to trust him. He knows what he's doing. There may be a crazy way you get there, but eventually you get to your destination. We've got to do the same thing with God. We've got to realize, first of all, he's our dad. He's our father. If you have a relationship with him, that means he's not going to put you in a situation that you cannot handle. He's going to give you everything you need to handle that situation with his help if you'll seek after him. But it's about a choice that we make. This reminds me of uh, my son. As I was going through this and preparing it, uh, different things started popping up in my mind. That's kind of how God works with me. Just all of a sudden, a thought will cross my mind. And uh, it brought me back to a point. My son, he likes to talk a lot. I don't know if you, many of you may not know my son. His name's Cade, and he is very active. Um, I don't think he hasn't found a best friend yet. He loves everybody, and everybody loves him, which is great. I mean, we were in Orlando, and he made probably 50 best friends there, and he was just loving life. He was just, you know, telling everybody. We're sitting on the airplane, and this lady's sitting next to us, and he goes off about what he did the whole week. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it, it was just funny because he thought, well, she needs to hear my story. And I said, buddy, it's okay. But my son, he likes to talk, and he likes to go through these things. And on this, he likes to ask the question, why? I don't know if you have any kids that are like this, but they ask why. They ask why quite a bit. My son, all the time. Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to wash my hands after we get done? Why do I have to wash my hands before we eat dinner? Why do we have to brush our teeth? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do this? Well, being a parent of a short amount of time, I, I've, I've created a small bucket of wisdom sayings. And a lot of times, you know, you reach back into one of those and you pull them out and you think, oh, I'm going to give you some real wisdom right here. Some real wisdom. And so when you ask the question, why do I have to do this? A lot of times, I come back with this great statement that just says, just trust me. Stop asking why and just trust me. Just trust me. I know what I'm doing. Just trust me. I know where we're going. Just trust me. And all of a sudden, God hit me. And he said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Just trust me. Just trust me. You ever had that when you're in the car and that person's going this way? And they say, just trust me. I know where we're going. Ever realize how tension and stress just goes, okay, so you just sit back, you listen to the music, you look out the window, you know, at our lovely scenery outside in Lubbock, Texas, and you get to see these things, and you start to relax and realize this isn't so bad. That's what God is trying to do with us. If we'll put our ways down and realize he's got a higher way. Too many times we think we figured God out but we've got to move forward and trust in what God is doing. Now, for those of you that were in first service, I'm going to throw you a curveball right here. I'm going to switch up where I'm going with this so you guys stay with me in the back. Proverbs chapter, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 16, back to the left. Proverbs chapter 16, we're going to go verses 1 through 3 right here. This is going to be out of the message version, so I encourage you to follow along with this. It says this, it says, Verse 1, it says, mortals make elaborate plans. Basically, you and I would make elaborate plans, but God always, always has the last word. Verse 2 says, humans are satisfied with whatever looks good, but God probes for what is good. And verse 3 says, put God in charge of your work, and what you've planned will take place. Now, verse 2, I actually underlined. 
Because I think a lot of times we as, as humans, just people, we settle for things a lot. I don't know if you've ever found yourself just settling for something. Oh, well, you know, it's not that good, but I guess I'll just do this. You know, I don't believe God wants us to settle for anything. I, I truly don't. God, it says that God probes for what is good. How many of you have ever been to Walmart and seen all those movie bins? You know, they've got those things, man, they're stacked like this high, and they've got them jam-packed in there as much as possible. And, you, you know, you, you see the thing for $5, and you're thinking, Shh, that's a smoking deal. We'll find something in there. And so what do you do? Well, there was one time my wife found a video in there, and she was like, this is a great movie. We need to find another one of these. Well, I got volunteered to go find it. And so what I had to do was at that point, you know, I'm going through and I'm looking through. Thankfully, it's uh, kind of late at night, so there's not a lot of people there. But I'm literally half up, my feet are up in the air, and I'm laying down over in this thing, probing down, looking for this thing, trying to find that movie. And I think, you know what, that's what God does. A lot of us, we just settle for what's on top. But God is saying, no, 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 no. Just trust me. Trust me on this. He's looking for what is good. We can't settle for what God what, what we think God has for us, we've got to set up for what God has for us. And it comes down to continually seeking after him because he may be telling us to go right and we're going, wait, God, we've always gone left here. We've always gone left. And he's saying, no, trust me, go right. Go right. And that's where we have to have faith to come back to receive what God has for us. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Hebrews 11.6 and I'm going to show you what it means to truly Truly honor God. It's back in the New Testament. It's after the Thessalonians and after Timothy. Hebrews chapter 11. This is, God is so amazing. I, it just, it, it, it blows my mind. And, and as you're turning there, I'll share this quickly. Um, I found out a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, that I was going to be able to speak on this Sunday. And so God started working with me on this. And it started with this one scripture on Isaiah 55 about how God's ways are higher than ours and we need to trust him. And then it started to work. And I always try to, I, I always want you to get in an idea or a mindset starting in praise and worship, how to move forward in it. And I think Pastor Aaron and I had talked probably, you know, two months ago, hey, this, I think this is where I'm headed. And I'm sure Pastor Aaron doing the multitasking he does probably didn't necessarily remember that. And so on, I think, Wednesday, I texted him and I said, hey, what are the songs for today? Are we doing this or can we do this? And he said, man, this stuff's already made. And I said, okay, well, it'll be good. We're going to praise God anyways. And I came in and, man, every one of those songs talked about how faithful God is, an awakening in our heart, an awakening, something that we've never realized before is going to happen. And I think, man, how amazing God is. The Holy Spirit can set things in order for us. And it's just, it blows my mind. Uh, just a simple thought right there. Hebrews 11, verse 6, verse six right here. I'm going to read this out of the, me- or in a New International Version, then out of the message. It says this, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, we've got to understand, first of all, it's about faith. First, believing in God, a God that you cannot see. It's about believing in there. And not only that, that God listens to you, hears you and does these things. Listen to this out of the message version because I think it puts it in such a delicate way that we can receive it. It is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God first, the first thing, must believe both that he exists. So that's the first thing. You've got to believe that there is a God. But the second part, I love how it says it right here. 
that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. You know, my Bible, I marked that up. I circled that. That he cares enough. That he cares enough about you and I that he'd be willing to do whatever it takes to help us to succeed. You know, the thing I found out about God is that he will never put us in a situation that we cannot handle, and he'll always give us what we need to handle that situation. There's a story of a minister. He was preparing for his message. God gave him this illustration. And so the day of the sermon came, and he pulled his associate pastor to the side, and he said, here's a $100 bill. I want you to go find this lady. And this lady, she, wasn't, she, she didn't have a lot of money. She didn't have much of anything. I mean, her, her, she lived in a one-bedroom apartment, barely could afford that. She just didn't have much. But she loved God. She was faithful to be at church. And so he said, I just want to do this illustration with her. And so he told the associate pastor, go put this $100 in her Bible. Find it, this $100 bill, put it in her Bible somewhere in there without her knowing. So the associate pastor went and did that, came back and told the pastor, okay, I've got it done. So the sermon comes, he, he, that's, they get ready, they go through praise and worship, they go into the sermon, and the pastor's preaching, and he gets to a point, and he said, if I could have so-and-so stand up. And so that person stands up, and he said, I just, I'm so thankful for who you are and your willingness to continue to serve God and never lose sight of what God has for you. And he said, I, I, I need to use you real quick for an illustration. Is that okay? And she said, yes, that's fine. And he said, I need you to give me $100 for this illustration. And she looked at him and laughs and says, I've never had $100 before. How could I? I, I can't afford $100. I, don't, I can't do it. And the pastor looked at her and said, do you trust me? She said, well, yeah, I trust you. He said, well, can I have $100 then? She said, I don't have $100. There's no way I don't have $100. He said, do you trust me? Yeah. Well, look in your Bible. Maybe there's a, something in there you didn't know about. And so she reluctantly picks up her Bible. She starts flipping through, and all of a sudden, a $100 bill drops out of her Bible. She picks it up, astonished, and walks it up. And she said, I don't know how that got there. I don't know. I, I, I didn't have $100. I didn't think I had $100. And he ends up telling everybody, he said, well, you know, I put that there. But he said, I want to share this illustration with you because I want this thought to get in your minds. God will never put you in a situation that you cannot handle, and he'll always give you the resources to give you what you need at your most dire time. What your, it's your needs will always be taken care of. And that's what it comes down to is trusting in what God is doing. It's about faithfully serving him, starting to trust him where the pieces go. Even though you may have a better way of doing it, God's ways are better and higher than ours. That's where we have to come back to and realize it's about trusting in God. This will be my final scripture. If you'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'll begin to close with this thought. Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse seventeen says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The old is gone and the new has come. I heard this illustration and I thought, this is what ties it all together. This is what ties it all together. When you are saved, you become a new creation in God. Now, I want you to understand this because 
The best way that I can explain this is through a life of a caterpillar. Through the life of a caterpillar. Now, this caterpillar, when it's born, all it knows is to crawl on the ground. It just crawls everywhere on the ground and it does these things. Eventually, it gets to a time where it climbs up this tree and it covers itself up. And for a period of time, it is stuck in these things. It's stuck in this little cocoon. And this cocoon eventually breaks open. And we all know this, that it eventually becomes a butterfly. Now, the problem with things is, is that we are much like that. We are much like the caterpillar. We're learning to crawl. We learn to do these things. And eventually, we get saved. And God does something in us and changes us and creates us as a new person. Now, I want you to picture yourself as, as this caterpillar. He crawls up and he gets up in this thing and he's sitting there and he, he's all wrapped up and he's up tight and he takes a nap. And then something starts to change inside of him, what we know as metamorphosis, starts to change inside of him. His body, his dynamics, his everything start to change. And then all of a sudden he wakes up and he starts to break out. And he's thinking, I'm the same old person. But all of a sudden, he breaks out, and he's got these big, massive wings. These wings that are huge that he's never had before. That he's sitting there going, look at me now. These huge wings are sitting here, and I can do anything and everything I want now. There's nothing that can hold me back. The problem is, is most of us then start to crawl on the ground again, because that's all we know. We try to change our life to serve God, but do the same old thing. Instead of taking those wings and testing them out. Think about the first time that they let those fly. Takes a step and flies for the first time. You know, in life, we're the same way. We have to set aside the old because you're a new creation. That new creation doesn't think and do things the way you used to do. Because that's the old. The old is gone, the new has come. It's time to move forward and trust God in everything that we do. I hope you understand. And I hope it comes down to this simple thought that everybody walks away with, that it's about learning to trust God in everything that we do. I shared this story in the first service, and I'll share it again in this service. I had a friend of mine. He used to come over, and we would talk quite a bit. He, well, he still comes over, but... We would talk all the time. And a lot of times in life, we don't know why we're at the place we're at right now. Sometimes it looks good, sometimes it looks bad. And you question, am I really doing what God has called me to do? Well, this friend, he, he would come and he would ask advice. What do I do with this? You know, I, I really thought, you know, and I think all of us have dealt with this before. We've had bosses that have been up and down or, you know, a little different. And so we wanted to uh, help knock some sense into him. And uh, at this point, this, this guy, he, he had literally kind of asked, is it, can I, if I punched him in the head, is it okay? Can, can you make this okay? You know, can I rationalize this enough or justify what I'm doing to make it okay? And, you know, the answer always kept coming, no, it can't happen that way. Well, he continued to faithfully serve God and, and do these things. And I remember him asking me, he said, you know, I, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but it just does not feel right. And he continued to do what was right. And recently, God promoted him to a place that wouldn't have happened unless God did it. And that's what it comes down to is this. Ultimately, you may be questioning 
am I where I'm supposed to be today? And that's where you have to look to God and realize his ways are higher. You may, not, you may be in a whole new area that you've never been before, but God can move you forward out of there. God will promote you if you'll just seek him. Don't look to force that peace. Just do what he's asked you to do, and God's promotion will always come. He probes for what is good. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes.